Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Main Street UCI, the podcast about all things Disney. I'm Jennifer. I'm got a flat zen. <laughs> I, I am. Flat <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I am Emily recently caffeinated with the matcha latte. Ooh, that sounds good. <laughs> I need caffeine. Me too. It's one of those Fridays. <laughs> yes, that exactly. That's exactly what it was. It was one of those Fridays where I needed a little bit of matcha in the middle of the day. Usually, I'll drink it in the morning because that makes sense. Mm. It was. A do you make day. your own? I do. Matcha Ooh. latte, you said, right? Yes. It's. Ooh. I. Uh, I don't know if it's really a matcha latte. I don't. I make it like as fast as I can so that I can just drink it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of just like. I'll have the matcha powder, mix it with the hot water to dissolve it. And then I like, I, I prefer iced matchas, but then that Ooh, requires yeah. like t- more time for like, you know, ice cooling, not mm-hmm. hot. Di- yeah. There's just like yeah. a lot more that goes into it. So I basically just make it, it's matcha powder with mostly hot water. And then I'll like put in some like honey and oat milk. And then that's what I call my matcha latte. Oh, Nice. Wow. Yeah, this that sounds good. It's going to be your, you know what? We're going to get back to it because this is the water cooler episode. <laughs> We're just going to let you talk about matcha lattes. Yeah. Yes. And Disney's versions of matcha lattes. Dis- Ooh, sounds <laughs> Ooh, good. We'll see. I like Let's it. See if I can dig something up. <laughs> yeah. So that being said, welcome to another water cooler episode. It's <laughs> like way there. Spoiler. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Where sometimes it's Disney and sometimes it's not, but it's always fun and interesting. And today I am going to talk about matcha latte. No, steal Emily's steals Emily's topic. No, actually, I want to talk about uh, um, Jungle Cruise. Ooh. Okay, so uh, Jungle Cruise came out on I don't know, like August first or the thirty first of July, something like that, which was a Friday, mm-hmm. and um, I rented it and. Um, I watched it at home with my wife, daughter, and a friend, and we had an absolute ball. Yay! Um, I don't know. Did, um, both of you guys watched it, right? Yes. yes. Okay. I've been dying to see it ever since it was announced. I was like, oh, I must watch it. So I am going to say right now, I'm certain we're going to have spoilers oh, on yeah. our conversation right now. So, you this know, turn warning. it off. That's your warning. Turn down the volume. It's going to be about 15 minutes before you can turn the volume back up. (laughs) But, um, okay. So first of all, I got to say, we've been in the pandemic now for what? A year and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, They are doing Simu release movies um, where they're releasing at the movie theater and you can watch it at home and you can pay 30 bucks or whatever and rent these things. Um, I'll even call the HBO kind of like that because it's a sign you release. It Wonder Woman hits the theaters. Wonder Woman hits your home. Um, I will say of everything that I've seen so far that was sign you released, this is my hands down favorite. Ooh, nice. Um, it's the only movie that I feel like, I, I mean, I kind of want to watch again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like everything else. So like, what what are these movies? So like I saw Wonder Woman eighty four, not crazy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about that. I saw Raya. Mm-hmm. Oh, I um, still need to see that one. Yeah, um, rented it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but it was it was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it once. Mulan. Yeah, I Mulan came that. out that way too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, watched it, enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Don't need to see it again in the near future. Um. I saw Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Personally, I was disappointed. Oh um, no! That's next I on my list it. for this weekend. <laughs> you know what? Um, I think take it with a grain of salt. The major, you know what? The majority of people I talked to really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a certain percentage of people like myself that went, "Oh, it, mm. it's not like it was okay." It's kind of like. 80% liked it and then 5 to 10% of the people went oh disappointed you know huh. didn't hate it but just eh. and then i don't know what the remaining percentage is okay um dc people 
I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, but going back, so like those are the ones I watched. I think there might be more. I just can't remember. But this is the first one where I went, I had a ton of fun. It was a combination of Indiana Jones. Uh, it had it was Indiana Jones. It was I was wondering how they're going to incorporate all the stupid jokes. Yeah. Dad jokes. Yes. Yeah. The, the dad jokes, exactly. I was calling them dad jokes too. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a really good job of incorporating um the aspect of the ride, um aspects of the ride into the movie. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I just had a lot of fun. And um Emily Blunt and and Dwayne the Rock Johnson are both incredibly charismatic and fun to so watch. So good, so good. Mm-hmm. I love them. And uh, my favorite, my favorite um, comedian um, from Britain, Jack Whitehall. He was fantastic. Was great, yeah, <laughs> he was amazing. <laughs> I love Jack Whitehall. I love all, all the luggage. I'm like, guys, yeah. I need these things. The Have fact you guys w- that he? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, the fact that he still kept some of the luggage, he was able to bring some, and he was changing outfits for every occasion. Right? Was yeah, like each meal, like he would, yeah. he would have his dinner jacket, and then he um, have his, <laughs> you, you know, everything. He he was always dressed for the occasion. Yes. So. I love Jack Whitehall. Are you guys familiar with Jack Whitehall before this? Or? I feel like he looked familiar, but I'm not sure if I've seen him in anything. So I couldn't tell. He's um he's a British comedian. He does stand up. Mm-hmm. But if you have a chance, there's a show called um uh Travels with My Father. Oh. oh. I've talked about this on yeah. their other podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his father is a very famous British agent for movie stars. Oh, wow. And he represents Judy Dench. I think at one oh, point, snap. maybe Liam Neeson, uh, or definitely Colin Firth. Hmm. Um, and so he's a very famous older gentleman. And he's 40 years older than his son, if not older. So wow. Jack Whitehall is 30-ish. His father's 70-ish. And he takes his dad on trips. And so here's this millennial taking this old, stuffy British guy on trips. <laughs> nice. And, um, and it's this kind of, it's an odd couple, you know, it's definitely like, if you've seen the odd couple is like, mm-hmm. it's watching the odd couple go on a road trip together, <laughs> you know? So it is the funniest thing. If you like Jack Whitehall in the movie, you'll like Jack Whitehall, the person even more. Um, and his father's pretty, can be rude and there's some crude comments. So it's not necessarily something you can watch with your it's not offensive, but there's a lot of swear words in um, sexual in- innuendo, even though they don't do yeah. anything. But, like, there's a lot of, you know, like, he has a small pee-pee, that type of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that type of stuff, yeah. Anyways, um, it, it, what, what do you think? What did you guys think about I I really, really was excited to see it, and I think it did a lot of things really well, but I think for me, it kind of reminded me of the problem I have with Atlantis. Like I love Atlantis. I love the characters. I love the idea of the story. I love like the settings and, and just like the design of it and the whole thing. But I feel like Atlantis didn't have enough time to really flesh out all of that and let you really like take everything in and Mm -hmm. enjoy it. And I feel like that was kind of how I came away from jungle cruise. Like, I love the idea of, oh, by the way, yeah, I'm a Jungle Cruise skipper because I'm stuck here and I have to be on the river because I'm kind of cursed and like, this is my fate. I have to be near the water or else I turn to stone. Like, that was just an amazing idea and I didn't really see that coming. And then it just... That was completely out of the blue. Right? Yeah. So, like, that was such a neat idea, but it just, it felt like there are so many interesting concepts here, but, you know, you don't really have enough time to to take them in and drink them in and, and really enjoy them. So, maybe after a second watch through, it might be different, but that's kind of mm-hmm. how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of like, I'm a river spirit. Okay, let's keep going. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah. they, they didn't, I mean, they could have definitely made a whole movie on just that part, but I think they still did. I wanted more of kind of, yeah. Okay. Let me think. 
so the beginning of the movie, they talk about the legend of this tree, uh, petal flower. I see. I don't even know. I'm not really sure exactly what it is. Yeah. It was like the, the I think, it, I think you're right. I think it was the flowers. Okay. So it's like, at least they give you some background about like this myth, this myth, this legend of this healing power from this flower. But I don't know if I was necessary. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention, but I just didn't catch all the details. So mm-hmm. the fact that um, like everyone's chasing after or Emily Blunt steals this arrowhead right and then i didn't understand why that arrowhead was so important and that was like kind of a really big thing part of the movie like everyone's chasing her because it's so important but i like didn't quite understand why it was important um so i don't know if that was just me not paying attention but um, no no it was it it was was so fast yeah, I mean, I don't think they ever really they they mention we need this, but not quite. You never get the impression of why they need mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. So things like that, I feel like so that one didn't. I wish you know I understood that more. And then the fact that why is Dwayne Johnson a human looking while the rest of his crew? I already, I don't remember their names, but why did they take shape of different things? Like that, that guy was like made of bees and there's like the other guy was like snakes, even though like I understand that they were trapped in the hole, like not being able to go back. Okay. (laughs) So, so at least the impression I got was when he trapped them in the cave, Mm -hmm. they essentially were assimilated by nature and yeah. that's why if he had been like laying in the ground, he would have been assimilated as well oh. over the years. So like over the years, you know, when they were trapped in the thing, they were kind of morphed into something else because they were next to a beehive or what okay. have you. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he's hasn't been like constantly laying on a tree. He hasn't turned into a tree. Yeah. I so see. that's why like the snake could kind of communicate yeah. and in the lieu bees, of the other guy. Yeah. The bees could like show also, okay, another thing about the bees thinking the the villain, the main villain, I guess, that Prince wasn't super is he just like a royalty that just wants power to win the war? Like that just seemed like his that was it. I don't yeah, know. that was a little tropey. <laughs> that was a little like, oh look, it's here's the clearly Nazi guy who is a Nazi prince at that, yeah. and then he's going to win the war. And that, you know, that I wanted to know more. I was like, I know you're the. Villain. Oh, that was before Nazis, huh? I don't know. I think it was World War One still, but yeah, the same like yeah, same idea. Right. He was just like the bad guy that is getting in the way of the good guys doing the stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, those, like, details, I wish they were a bit more fleshed out. But overall, it was still, like, a great movie. I remember um, either the last recording we did or a couple when we were speculating what Jungle Cruise was going to be. Or we were talking about doing the Rock Johnson, mm-hmm. maybe. And we're like, we haven't seen him in a romantic, like, capacity. And we finally did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which was, what did you guys think kind of that? Of. I mean, kind of. I was more uh, just like, oh, they're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wasn't like excited or mad about it. I was just like, interesting. I was kind of unneeded. I was like, that's unneeded. Mm-hmm. Once again, I mean, the, the, the heroine, you know, doesn't need to have a guy. Right. Mm-hmm. That's it, it's very yeah. indie and very like the mummy even, you know, where it's just like. Here's the the two leads and they end up together and like I I I never mind romance. I like when people find each other and especially like I love when people start off as like kind of hating each other or arguing and then they end up falling in love with each other. That is like like Pride and Prejudice. Yes, that's my I was jam. Just but, thinking Pride and Prejudice, right? So, but like I don't know. I felt like I wish it had a little more time to grow because mm-hmm. I agree. Like at the very end, it just kind of felt like. Oh, she super cares about him. Not just yeah. like it could develop into something else. It's like, oh no, they're there already, you know? So yeah. a little rushed. She's a little old for him. 
<laughs> she, so? He's a little bit old for her. Oh, yeah. okay. There we go. <laughs> like, I what? she's that old. I yeah. thought was funny about his age, how he's like 400 years old or something. And she asks him, like, what have you been doing this whole time? He goes, I built a town. <laughs> like, just I know. Yeah, I yeah, built yeah. A city. Yeah, <laughs> I built a city. And he's like, I built this boat. I'm like, you couldn't have built, I don't know, like another boat. I don't know. It's just, it was so casual. And yeah. Yeah. That was kind of. I don't. I, and, and the best thing <laughs> is, he's kind of an outcast to his own city. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's why I thought it was you know, so funny. That was, was the like, part yeah. that I was like, "Oh, he they they don't even want him in his own city." And then how is he poor, quote unquote? Right. Because like, if you've been selling stuff and building a city and the whole thing, like, how is it that you owe someone for an engine? Exactly. I don't know. That was kind of also, weird. Also, like. If he built this town and he's been living here for 400 or not even, it doesn't have to be 400 years, but like hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. Um, how does he change his persona every now and then? Or do he, yeah. he, he, he has of, to be changed? Yeah. Yeah. Like, does he just spend so much time on the river that when he comes back, people kind of like forgot about him. And then that's like, I don't know. Like that's, I want to know more about that. <laughs> yeah. See, I think that would work. Like, let's say you build multiple towns or something, and then you just go, okay, this is where I'm quote-unquote living for this decade or a couple decades or whatever, and then I'm going to move on to the next one, and then I'll come back and, oh, yeah, I'm related to so-and-so. That's why we look so similar. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) You know? Like, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But, yeah. Yeah, that whole, like, like, supernatural sort of, you know, living well past your years kind of thing, like, that would have been so cool to really focus on and you know i i almost wish that instead of a movie they had done like a mini series or something you know he was also okay so, so i'm sorry i had to go sideways for a moment he looked great with hair and a beard oh my gosh that was <laughs> so uh, yes. yeah yeah was i was looking image. i was like dude you look cool i mean yeah. you look great you know yeah. uh, you know you're just i'm just so used to him being you know like shaved head and bald or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then when i saw that it's like dude you rock it yeah. <laughs> um no it's it's funny i i i don't know um it, it's just one of those things where you i've been it, it's just like the you almost could have made two films out of it mm-hmm. and it was yeah. actually wasn't this two hours and I felt like it was like two hours and twenty minutes long. Oh, it went by really? really fast. It was yeah, I didn't it didn't feel long to me at all. Okay, I'm sorry, one hundred and twenty seven minutes. Hmm. Oh. And I th- I've noticed this trend in movies recently is that um used to be if it's an action film, ninety minutes and you're out. Yeah. Only James Cameron is allowed to make a movie <laughs> longer than a hundred like on over ninety minutes for an action movie. Mm-hmm. And now I've been seeing this more and more where they're like two hours is a minimum for an action movie, com- you know, and that's that's very different than the past. Yeah. So it used to be I always thought 90 minutes is the limit. You got to get them in and out in an hour and a half. And this was two hours and it didn't feel it any longer than a 90 minute movie in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's just so much to keep up with. I think that was part of it. It's just your your mind is constantly like, oh, okay, now I've got this piece of information. Now I've got that piece. Like, even the, the part with Trader Sam, it was just kind of like, by the time they had taken off with Trader Sam and, and everyone, then it was just like, wait a second. Wait, okay, so they're they're in on a, this trick, but then who are these people again? <clears throat> what is happening? You know, it was just so, yeah. so fast. So yeah, it it needs multiple watch throughs for sure. Also, as a random piece of trivia, apparently they they've been talking about this movies for like over a decade, mm-hmm. and um, at one point they were going to use Tom Hanks and uh, Tim Allen as the main characters. Oh yeah, I remember Whoa. hearing something about that. <laughs> what a different Whoa. movie it would be if yeah. it was Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. I like this better, honestly. I like I this like... better too. I love the fact that the main character was a female lead action hero. 
Yeah. Yes. We need I, more of those in yeah, my life. Yeah, how she wore pants under her pants. That was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was like his, okay, pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was cute. Uh, okay, Skippy. Yeah, Skippy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Whoops, that was kind of weird. Sorry about that. That was some kind of technical glitch. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So where were we at? I was I was going to say we were just talking I, we were talking about just like funny favorite moments. What were, what was the last one? Oh, how she calls him Skippy and he calls yeah. her pants. And then I was going to share one of my favorite like interactions, I guess, when they're on the boat is after they go through the rapids. And then, uh, like, he asks Jack Whitehall, like, do you want to turn around now? And Jack Whitehall's like, that's the most intelligent thing you've ever said. And then he goes and asks Emily Blunt, you want to turn around now? She goes, nope, that was, that, that experience was completely exhilarating. That was amazing. Like, it was just <laughs> yeah. so good. Uh, I just, I enjoyed how they made it, um, like, kind of, I feel like when, in other movies, if, a character were to fall, um, they would like just jump back right back up. Or if like they went through something like kind of traumatic like that, they just kind of bounce back. But for this, I noticed that like she obviously she threw up after that, and you could tell she was like <laughs> she was like really like unnerved. And then I think earlier before they got into the boat, when she was like running on the roof, and he kept trying to like tell her to stop running on the roofs, uh, and then she falls and like just falls straight through the roof, lands on her back. And she kind of lays there for a minute, just like she got the wind knocked out of her. And I was like, that's yeah. realistic. I would yeah. also lay down on the ground for a couple <laughs> seconds more <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, rather than just like jumping right back up. Uh, so I just, I appreciated those little things. That was really good. I like so, Proxima too. Yes. The cat. Yeah. So the movie with the pet cat, mm-hmm. the bee guy and magical roses, you really admire how how realistic it is. Realistic, the pain. Is. <laughs> yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Yeah, I do love the the cat and how he has like he's like he takes an astray every I don't know how many years, but and they're always named Proxima. Mm-hmm. That was a funny one. Very cute. Yeah, I was I was really I, I was just like. And it's just like you're the you're the worst cat I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> you're the best cat I've ever had. You so know? cute. So, and and I like how um, it, it's like he's such a con man. Yo, yeah, yeah. that was crazy. <laughs> just like everything he does is a con and a put on. He's there's nothing real about him, you mm-hmm. know. And and like, you know, like there's like Indians chasing after them or natives and whatever 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 and to find out it's all a show that he's had a deal with all the natives mm-hmm. and I whatever. know, that's amazing. So <laughs> And I like by the way Trader Sam's. I really liked uh how they brought Trader Sam the name into the movie. Yeah. yeah. Because that's the name of the the bar. Yes. Oh, uh, Tiki Lounge Bar at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. Yeah, um, they did good with all the little nods to the original to the ride. So that was the thing. It's job. like it was so cheesy that it kind of reminded me of the um, Haunted Mansion movie, like that same level of cheesiness. And so it also makes me wonder, like, why do people hate that movie so much? Like, that one's cheesy, this one's cheesy, but it's, like, a good level of cheesy? I don't know. It just, to me, they, they kind of felt very similar, you know? So I, I think Jungle Cruise was better than the Haunted Mansion one, but it still was, like, it's cheesy, just like the other one. Why the hate? But, yeah, maybe that's just me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I agree. Oh, go ahead. Cheesy. Oh, no, I was going to say it is cheesy, but I, I think it's, I feel it's like different types of cheesy. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's like the 90s versus like, what are we in? 2020s. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, we are in the 2020s. It's so <laughs> weird to think. Like different levels of cheesiness, but both lovable movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Emily Blunt, Dwayne Johnson, Jack Whitehall. That was just like such a good, like, they're just so funny together. 
It was so good. Yeah. <laughs> good chemistry. Yeah. I mean, I just think, I guess what it is is that it was perfectly silly fun. Yeah. It didn't, you know, like sometimes you see things, it's like they're trying to, they take themselves too serious. That's not what this was out about. And they're like trying to, they're trying to honor a ride or something like that. They honored the ride by making a good movie. You know, it's yeah. just like, mm-hmm. it was, it was silly. And, and the other thing is how do you get around when you're on the jungle cruise, they're always telling all the stupidest jokes ever. Mm-hmm. And when you're at Disneyland and the thing is that the fact that they incorporated it into the movie was just the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And the how they incorporated it. The backside <laughs> of water. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> you know, he's got, he's got guns and he's got natives shooting at you with, you know, arrows and what have you. Love it. Love it. Would recommend watching. Yes. <laughs> okay. For 30 bucks. <laughs> oh, yes. Or you could wait and watch it then. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like we've talked about you may you may not even need to watch it if you listen to this whole thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we really covered a lot of details. Um, but let's take a quick sponsor break and we'll be right back. When you look back upon your life and you see all the things you achieved, certainly none of them started with inaction. And when you're planning for your next career journey, find us, the University of California Irvine. We've over 80 convenient online certificates to help you navigate the future, and we're the perfect Sherpa for your next big adventure. Find us at ce.uci.edu. Welcome back. So if you heard our little conversation at the beginning of this podcast, you will know that I just caffeinated up with my matcha latte. Um, <laughs> and I, I will actually talk about some matcha latte and it's some recipes that people have created Ooh. or like Disney inspired. Um, nice. Some of them are like pretty cool. Other ones are like, this is just a green tea frappuccino. Why? <laughs> we'll, we'll discuss. <laughs> okay. So the first one I found was, um, I think this is just like a, just a random person created it. I don't know why, but she calls it the Tiana latte. And the only thing Tiana Ooh. about it that I personally see is that it's green and Tiana's dress is green. Um, mm, maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is, I mean, I'll give you the recipe. It's super quick. It's, oh, so we actually ordered this at Starbucks. A lot of these are like secret menu kind of like Starbucks drinks where you just like, Ooh. you know, customize it yourself. So you get, you can either get it iced, hot, or blended matcha green tea. Then you ask for an extra scoop of matcha powder. So you're extra caffeinated. And then <laughs> two pumps of peppermint syrup and one pump of classic or vanilla syrup. Ooh, interesting. Right? Like a pepperminty matcha latte i haven't had something like i didn't know that those flavors would go together necessarily yeah um and it's called the tiana latte don't know why wow yeah see for tiana it should be more like cinnamon yeah like like the flavors of a beignet or you know something yes i agree okay so that was one now the next one this is the one i was like how is this different from you know, just a regular green tea latte. This is called mm-hmm. the Baby Yoda Matcha Latte. Again, <laughs> I feel like it's just named this because it's green and Yoda right? is green. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's essentially just you have the matcha green tea powder, you add water, and then you stir it. Then you add your milk of choice and your sweetener of choice. Then you make a caramel drizzle. That you can drizzle Ooh. on top. So that makes it a little like different. I don't yeah. know. Baby Yoda matcha latte. I think it's just a green tea latte with caramel drizzle on top. Yeah. You tell me. <laughs> okay. Another one. This is actually pretty cool. This one is called a WandaVision Frappuccino. And <laughs> this is actually um, at 
Walt Disney World Starbucks. I think like you can literally go to their Walt Disney World Starbucks and ask for a WandaVision Frappuccino. Oh, um, nice. And they would make it. Otherwise, like I feel like in other places you you have to like kind of customize your order. You can't just like say, give me a WandaVision. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this one, same thing, green tea, matcha latte. But the what makes it WandaVision is that they add a strawberry puree. So it's like one of those kind of like craft, like something you'd get at like a fancy boba shop, I feel like. Like a matcha latte strawberry puree. Thought that was fun. Uh, And then my last one that I found, I don't know if it's, this one's actually being, it was sold. Oh, this was 2019. So I don't know if it's still available, but this is available at Joffrey's at Joffrey's at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Hmm. And it's a frozen green tea matcha. But somehow, I don't know if they don't tell me what's in what the ingredients are, but they describe it as tasting like a grassy milkshake. Ooh, interesting. Which I don't know if I would want that. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I don't know if people want to be drinking a grassy milkshake. But mm-hmm. it's in the animal kingdom, so I see what they're trying to do. Yeah. Huh. Like, yeah, grass and milk. I don't know. Like, I could see it if it was kind of like a sort of grassy, but also citrus in there. Because I've had yeah. something kind of like that before. But for milk. Uh, yeah. yeah, but don't they add that type of stuff into, like, Jamba juices, wheatgrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm wondering if it's like a wheatgrass kind of thing. Yeah, maybe that's it. It's got to be a wheatgrass. Mm -hmm. Health. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the same color as as a matcha, like matcha latte, too. That's like that really Mm -hmm. green, green color. Yeah. So that's all the um, things that I came across that were Disney inspired matcha lattes. Um, <laughs> how, how do you, yes. where, 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 do you have a favorite matcha by chance? Oh, like that I would use at home? Yeah. Like, I don't. The one that I use right now, uh, my brother gifted it to me. It's from this place called Junbi. I don't know if uh-huh. either of oh. you have heard of it. J-U-N-B-I. Um, and they have a couple locations in Los Angeles. It's a mm-hmm. it's a specialty matcha, like it's like a it's a boba shop, but not a boba shop. It's it's a green tea shop, but it's not like super high class or anything like that. It looks it, it comes in like those plastic sealed cups, and you poke the hole in it like a boba shop, mm-hmm. but it's matcha. Um, but it's really cool. They are actually I think it was opened or run or owned by something like that um by youtubers uh an asian community of youtubers who you know started this i think it's a franchise now very small franchise but um and they actually like go or went to japan to source their ingredients the matcha like they recorded they were filmed their whole like sourcing journey Um, nice so i kind of I wouldn't say it's like my favorite. I don't have I don't have enough experience to compare matchas, but that's the one I'm currently drinking, and I like it. So just wondering, <laughs> yeah. Do, do you have your own whisk? I do. Yeah. So Junbi, a bamboo whisk. Yes, those so are cool Junbi, looking. <laughs> the the company or the shop that I was just telling you about, they actually have like a store or like a little merch merchandise store. And so for my birthday, my brother gifted me. The bamboo whisk, the bamboo whisk holder, the bamboo like scooper thing, which I never use, but it was part of the pack. And then an actual like bowl that you're supposed to mix the matcha in. But Mm. like I said earlier, that's like a lot of time to like transfer (laughs) things between things and a lot of cleaning. So I kind of do it all in my cup. and only if I'm feeling like really fancy, I'll like use all of the tools. But I just mainly use the powder and the whisk mm-hmm. and the milk. <laughs> okay, random trivia time. Yeah, for you in particular. Okay. Um, the next time you're in Hong Kong, you must go to something called the Flagstaff House, a museum teaware. Ooh. And uh, it's essentially downtown. 
Hong Kong, and it's housed in the oldest, uh, like colonial building or something like that. And, and it's, it's in a beautiful park. It's really weird because it's in the middle of downtown Hong Kong and, um, it's in a beautiful park and it's weird for us to get there. We, we had to cut through a building to get into the park. I don't know why. <laughs> and they have all the teas and all the teaware and the matcha whisks and all the beautiful, tea pots and stuff like that and they have tell you all the history including about matcha there it's a museum dedicated to teaware and talking about tea and i'm not even sure if you can buy tea there it's just all mostly learning about tea and teaware nice so so pretty i'm looking at a picture of it right now it really is just like a park in the middle of downtown hong kong and it's big (laughs) it's weird it's gorgeous (laughs) Mm -hmm. so anyways nice so next time you're there um all of our listeners let us know what you think yes yeah (laughs) all right well now that we're caffeinated on talk of tea Mm -hmm. let's move to key (laughs) 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 like that (laughs) Because Disney recently announced their new, nice right? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to be in the spirit of Jungle Cruise yes. and the bad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so recently, Disney announced that they are bringing back passes, and now it is called the Magic Key Pass program. So yes, there are four you're going to unlock magic. I didn't. Dun, dun, dun. I was like, "Why are they all keys?" They just like thought of something and really ran with it, <laughs> right? Um, but I guess it makes. Sense. I was surprised by the keys too. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny, right? So basically, um, before there were, I don't know, like anywhere from five to six passes that kind of went in and out of existence. It was a program that they had had since I want to say like the <clears throat> mid '80s or somewhere around there. And so for a lot of people, once it went away, it was just kind of a punch to the gut. And I know, like, for me, I would walk around downtown Disney sometimes and be like, you know, if I still have my pass and if you could still use passes, I could just pop in and grab a Dole Whip or something and pop back out and it'd be so nice. And so now a lot of people are breathing a sigh of relief or they're super excited because now we have passes again. But... There are some positives and negatives to them. So, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. There are four keys. The top of the line is the Dream Key, and it is going to go for $1,399. And basically, this is as close to the Signature Plus that they used to have as you can get. So, there are no blockout dates whatsoever. Um, you get 20% off of merchandise, you get 15% off of dining, and you get parking. But the catch is, for all of these keys, you now have to make reservations. The days of just popping in really quick are gone. They want to know when you're coming, and if you don't come, you actually get penalized, too. Oh, I didn't know that. <gasps> oh, yeah, wow, they're serious. They are serious business. So here's how it works. You get six theme park reservations at a time for this particular pass so that I I'm not fully sure if this means that you have to make a reservation for Disneyland and then make a reservation for California Adventure and then that counts as two of them or if you can make just one and then you're good for both that kind of still remains to be seen I think but if you don't cancel that reservation I think it's like 24 hours before um, that day of, then you get dinged. And I think if you are a no-show, I want to say it's like three times, then you are blocked out of making any, any reservations for like 30 days or something like that. So it's now Whoa. a matter of planning everything. <sighs> so there's that. And the other part of this too, it's $100 less than what the Signature Plus did cost before all the the pandemic happened and everything, but you don't get fast pass or max pass. I mean, and oh. you don't get free photos. I thought also didn't the signature plus give you Florida? No, there's, 
There was that one was, above that called yeah. the Premier, and that one okay. gave you Florida. Okay, that's the one. Okay. And I'm not sure if people. So I think people who had Premier had to turn that one into a Florida only annual pass. So I don't know if maybe now they'll bring back the Premier too, or it'll be interesting to see. Or they might even change Florida's passes too, because I think Disney really, really wants to go to this reservation type system for everybody so they can, you know, better plan everything, staff accordingly, do all of that, prevent there from being just too many people in the park at the time. So, but that it's weird because then they become, if, well, how are they going to prevent people? I mean, will they just say you can't come? I don't know. I wonder how that is going to work because it might be something where it's like, okay, we're going to reserve X number of spaces for pass holders and then X number of spaces for just single day or multi-day ticket people and then turn it off or be able to turn it on and off at will. I'm not sure. Then it also becomes almost like in some ways um, blockout days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like a blockout day. It just it's like it's not a non-ridden blockout day. It's like, well, if it's too busy, every day is a blockout day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wondering about that. That makes it interesting. Yeah. So that's the one that's kind of the same as what people are, are used to. Then you get into some interesting combinations. So the one below that is called the Believe Key. It's $949. And it has some blockout dates, but it's not too, too bad. Um, The week of Thanksgiving and Christmas are the big ones. Yeah. It's like you just block out the ones that, I mean, honestly, those are kind of tough times to go anyway because it's so crazy crowded that it's just like. Those are the days if you're local, you don't want to go anyways. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So for this one, you also get six theme park reservations at a time, but now you only get 10% off merchandise, 10% off dining. And then the really interesting thing is you get 50% off of parking. So no matter what, you have to pay something for parking, but it's only half the price. So $12.50 instead of $25. So that's kind of interesting the way that they decided to do that. Then the next one down below that is the Enchant Key. It's $649. You only get four theme park reservations to work with at a time, but you do get 10% off merchandise, 10% off dining, and it actually has some weekend dates. So there's like, I think for this one, there's no summertime whatsoever, and like holidays are all blocked out, but you actually get some weekends you can work with, and then lots of um, weekdays. So it's really not too bad of a pass. And then the final one is the Imagine Key. This one is only for Southern California residents. So this is kind of taking the place of the old SoCal select passes or whatever they were. Mm -hmm. And this one, you can only have two theme park reservations at a time. But you get 10% off merchandise, 10% off dining. And um, it doesn't have any weekends. It's just basically, if you were local, stop on by during a weekday, that kind of thing. And that's all of them. So which one is the best value, I guess? I remember you did some, you crunched some numbers. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was like, I, do. I, I have a spreadsheet too. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet. Yeah. I mean, cause basically I used to have the, um, the, so well, no, not so Cal's the, the top one that they had for just Disneyland. I'm now blanking on the name, even though I just said it like a couple minutes ago. But from, yeah. yeah, not the oh, what was it called? Darn it! It's the Signature Plus. That was it. Okay. So, and that was because my uh, mom and I were like, "Hey, we're gonna get the top of the line one, just this once, and we're gonna use the heck out of it, and we will make it like so cost effective that it's gonna be nuts." And that's what we did. We went like I forget like thirty times or something. And sometimes it was just a matter of like popping in, buying a popcorn bucket and leaving and having lunch and leaving. And, you know, but we used it to the max that we could possibly use it. But, you know, now it's a little bit different because you have to really plan ahead. And the virus is still here. There's still kind of a pandemic going on. So, you know, there's that. So it kind of depends on 
A, what your comfort level is of coming and, you know, being around people because there's no more social distancing. There's masks indoors right now, but that could change. And, you know, people aren't always the cleanest when they go to Disneyland. But at the same time, there's a lot of places where you're outdoors. It's a way to enjoy yourself after being cooped up for like a year and a half. So, you know, it kind of depends on the person. But for all of these, it's like if you go at least a few times during the year, you're good. You know, you've gotten the full use out of it. And it's not like a multi-day ticket where, you know, you have to use it within, I think it's like 13 days or something or else it's gone. So. So I kind of did the math, some of the different types of maths. It mm-hmm. just depends. Like if you buy individual tickets at roughly $104, you need to use, if you have a dream pass, you need to use it 14 times before you break even in the year. Wow. Oof. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, if you want to break even, you need to go 14 times in a year. So that's a little bit over one a month in order just to break even instead of just buying individual tickets. If you buy the believe pass, it actually gets a little bit closer, but you have the parking problem. Yeah. And then it's something, I mean, I think it's fairly similar. I can't can't remember exactly, but you know, and then the difference between the dream and believe pass, it's, yeah, I I can't tell you. It, it takes a while before you start to get the um, the free parking starts to make sense. Mm-hmm. So, and it also depends on how often you eat at the parks, and also, you know, like how much stuff you buy there too. Because mm-hmm. right. for all of them except for the dream, you only get ten percent and ten percent. So, you know, <clears throat> if you're someone who goes all the time, and then also buys the newest spirit jersey and popcorn bucket and this and that and whatever, it might make more sense to do the dream. But, you know, if you're able to kind of look at stuff and go, okay, I really don't need that. And, you know, you might be able to get away with some of the lesser ones just fine. So, yeah. like, I know for, for my mom and me, we're still kind of thinking about if we want to get another pass right now or not because... You know, there's still the Delta variant and stuff. And I mean, we've we've been going while it was like a little bit safer, I guess, while the numbers were a little bit lower. And we always mask up every time we go, even though we're both fully vaccinated, just as an extra layer of precaution. But, you know, even then, it's like we we kind of have been looking at the Enchant Key. Like, okay, if we went, you know... At least, I think we said like at least four times or something like that. Because I kind of factored in parking, but also, um, you know, like how much we spend in a typical day at Disneyland and that kind of stuff. And I think four was kind of the magic number, but I can't remember. For a year or wait, for what? Four four times to kind of break even or to kind of have it make sense. Hmm. And... So, like, we wouldn't have to, you know, use those days up right away. Like, we can spread stuff out. We can, like, you know, kind of watch numbers and see, like, okay, it looks like it's lower now. Let's go while the getting's good. And then, like, you know, maybe not go when it's winter time or something like that. So, yeah. So, that that's kind of what we're looking at, I guess. Oh, I did, I did find my math. So, the... Dream key, which is the ultimate versus the believe key mm-hmm. to break even for parking. Let's say, forget about the discounts. It's around, you need to visit 23 to 24 times a year with the dream key That's to break even with the believe key. <laughs> yeah. So like if, you, if you're thinking of going under 24 times a year, you should use the, you should Mm -hmm. just get the believe key and pay for parking. Mm -hmm. If you think you're going to go more than 24 times a year, you should go and get the dream key because it, the dream key free parking starts to pay for itself. Mm -hmm. And then, so there you go. Yeah. And I I think, you know, Emily, what you said is, is really right. Like it's (laughs) It's a lot of pressure pressure. to make sure you're going 
enough times to make it right. count, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, you don't want to, and you also don't want to be dinged for like not showing up or something like that. It's, yeah. it takes away the magic of being able to go like on a random weekday evening after work or like literally See, just Jeff- choosing whenever you want to go. It takes away the magic of that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it used to be a long time ago was just like, what do you want to do tonight? Let's go to Disneyland, you know, and Mm -hmm. just, okay, let's just go to Disneyland for the evening, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was the part that was a lot of fun was just, oh, let's just go spend the night in, in Disneyland, a magical environment. Yeah. But to have to plan ahead of time. Yeah. With like, not, possibly not get in right yeah and with the pressure of like i we have to go like it's the end of the month we haven't done our two trips yet we have to go like yeah rather than when i had the so one of the socal passes i don't remember the math but i definitely didn't have to go once a month but it was kind of just like a treat like every yeah. like once a month i don't have to go i could go like every other month and it would still be fine but it was still just like it's it kept the magic in versus like oh man like we have to go or else we bought the wrong pass or something Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's weird too because i feel like there's almost two disneylands you know it's like a lot of people kind of treat disneyland like they really should only be for families and it should be for people who have saved up and it's a once in a lifetime thing and blah 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 and I would argue that that's actually more like Walt Disney World, you know, like Walt Disney World was kind of built to be more of a vacation destination. And I think for Disneyland, I mean, they used to have date night at Disneyland. So it wasn't really designed as this like you're going once in a lifetime thing. It was really kind of more of a, hey, get the family together or come with your girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever, and come have a fun time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think... It's it's sort of like Disneyland's kind of being torn in two different directions where it's like, okay, do we still want to be more of a welcome locals or and also like welcome people who are visiting on vacation or do we want to just steer it to where it's just vacationers really? And it's, I don't know, it's a Disneyland's in a weird place to me right now. So I'm actually kind of surprised that they introduced these passes so quickly because I kind of thought they wanted, you know, to really rake in all of the outside tickets and, and you know, come stay at our hotels and all that. So it was really surprising for them to announce this so soon. By the way, as a side note, this this the story will come all the way around. In Long Beach, they're... Um, there's a boat called the Queen Mary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the Queen Mary, and lots of people don't know, there was supposed to be a Disneyland there at one mm-hmm. point. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was supposed to be a Disneyland called Port Disney in Long Beach, California, and they were going to buy the RMS Queen Mary. Right now, it's in a lot of trouble because they have not maintained Queen Mary, and it yeah. looks like it's going to cost millions of dollars or they're going to have to sink it. That's so sad. Now, <laughs> That's so heartbreaking. Like it it's such an interesting ship. Yeah. Right. The headlines um, are just like, will Queen Mary be sunken? Like may have to sink Queen Mary. And I'm like, what? How is this? Why? It might actually cost, actually it costs more to sink the Queen Mary than it is to fix it. I think Ugh. it's really weird. I hope um, they fix it then. Jeez. And that was how the basis of that park since they weren't able to use it is they used the theme and brought it over to Japan for mm-hmm. Disney Sea. Disneyland needs to go buy the Queen Mary right now and buy that <laughs> whole area. That would be so cool. I honestly I think that's part of what they need is they need more like Disney locations because you know I think they've been trying and trying to find ways of limiting people to come to the parks whether it's increasing the prices or you know now capacity limits and reservations and things like that but it's like would it really be so bad if they were to create i don't know it wouldn't even need to be another disneyland per se but if it was something kind of like you know port disneyland or some other stuff spread it out a little bit and have people come to different places 
don't make it a carbon copy of other Disney parks, but make it something where it's like, oh, hey, let's go check out this, I don't know, wilderness-themed Disney property, and let's check out the port-themed one, and, you know, just spread it out a little bit. <laughs> so, the, to me, the idea is is that, like, right now, I don't know if you've seen Target now, is starting to create neighborhood Targets. Oh, and so like there's one across the California University of California, Irvine, and it's a target that's like one third the size of a normal target. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like those. You know, and it serves mm. the neighborhood and they're doing very, very well. And actually, what's interesting, those smaller targets usually have a non-capitalized T. Oh, interesting. Oh. And they used to be called like they actually had a different designation, but it was confusing people. But it was originally like Target Mini, Mini Target or whatever. So they need to start putting up like mini uh, Disney's with a non-capital D. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so cute. I would love it. I mean, because that's the thing. Disney. We know that, that the people in, you know, the SoCal area love to go to amusement parks, whether it's Disneyland or now you're starting to see more people go to Knott's or Universal. And so it's not like we're going to change our habits. And there's you know? a ton of little shopping center, shopping centers, shopping malls that are closing down all over. Mm-hmm. Take over a, cu- a couple of those malls and turn them into um, Disneyland with a lowercase d. Yeah. I mean, you can take like, like, let's say you took Adventureland or something. If you took like a small land and just <gasps> made that, you know, like Ooh. people would come. I like I that. would go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, what do you think? Are, are you guys thinking of any passes, or are you going to wait and see? Or probably going to wait and see. I gotta wait for my kid to get vaccinated. That too. Yeah. But I'll probably wait until like probably next year, and then just see how it goes. I don't know. Yeah, I think we might wait and see too, just because. I mean, the first instinct is like, okay, cool, quick, grab a pass again. And now it's like, uh, but I mean, it's already kind of crowded when you go. Like the last time we went, it was just like, you couldn't really find anywhere to sit and eat and lines were super long and it was so hot that it was just like, do we really want to pass right now? <laughs> so, yeah. But if any of you out there are planning to get a pass, let us know which one you like and why which one kind of you know grabbed your eye with its benefits and set of blockout dates <laughs> because <laughs> we're still trying to figure it out ourselves yes <laughs> um, yeah i don't know <laughs> i'm just thinking keys i'm still thinking about the fact that they're keys what if the pass they're not gonna be physical passes are they I think now it's just on your phone. What if the you can passes? get one for 20 bucks. What if they but... were keys? <laughs> you got <gasps> a physical key. That would be so cool. You know, Jennifer, I thought because you and I played the game. What's that one game? Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. I thought it might have some relationship to the video game Kingdom Hearts. That's what I was hoping to. Like, I, I hope they don't call them pass holders. I hope they call them key holders because that would be so freaking cool and just like everyone gets their own keyblade or something and i don't know stephanie like you know stephanie likes to call uh people who are um that she doesn't like that are have poor characteristics she calls them pass holes oh yeah <laughs> oh how would you do they would be keyholes oh yeah <laughs> oh my god that's a little bit nicer at least you know? it is a little nicer but yeah yeah she calls them pass holes Nice. I love that. So. (laughs) Oh, man. I wonder if this means there's going to be more merch with keys now, too, just to really, like, highlight that. Oh, you know it. Remember, if you go buy a pass right now, you get, like, a special pin. Oh, that's right. You get a pin, you get a map, you get a magnet, I think. Yeah, and you know that that (laughs) it's going to, the pin's got to be the shape of a key. Right. I hope it's yes. something nice and not just like, you know, here's your button or something. Thanks yeah. for being one of the first. Have a button. <laughs> and magic marker, you know, like the sharp yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. Early pass holder <laughs> purchaser. <laughs> oh my gosh, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. So we'll have to see. We'll just see 
how sales go and what people think of them once they actually have them. And I think it starts August 25th, so it's coming up pretty soon. Yep. So we'll see. But for now, that does it for this episode of Main Street UCI. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out our previous episodes at ce.uci.edu slash podcast. And if you have a question or request, send us a message on social media. You can find us at, at Main Street UCI. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks again to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. You can find their career boosting courses at ce.uci.edu. And with that, we look forward to seeing you next time. <laughs>